welcome to the Oscars Death Face podcast, when it ain't over till the final credits roll. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. So we're here. It is February 10th, 2020, and the Oscars are over. Um, yeah, it was quite a night last night. Confessing, I actually didn't watch the Oscars live. Um, I ended up seeing a friend show off Broadway. If you're in New York uh, for the next couple of weeks, check out Beyond Babel, amazing dance show. Uh, but that aside, um, yeah, how do we do on the Oscar death race? Well, good news. Um, when we left off last episode, I had a you know couple of shows, I, uh, movies I needed to watch, but I got through them all. So uh, I'm one for one for attempting and completing the Oscar death race. Insert sound effects here if I could find sound effects or teach myself how to do them. Um, but yeah, cheers, applause, yay! All right. Um, so you know, quick one through. You know. Um, what, what movies did I have left to watch? Uh, so I watched Richard Jewell, um, which was nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actress, Kathy Bates. Um, it was an okay enough movie. Um, well, I don't know. I felt that it was super frustrating, uh, you know, seeing the way that Richard Jewell's character um, or Richard Jewell, you know, the character kept on tuning himself in the foot. Um, I can also see there were complaints about the way that the reporter in the film were portrayed that, you know, um, I could see what, where some of those complaints came came from. Um, I will say that Kathy Bates definitely was one of the best parts of the film. I'll say also probably that uh, Sam Rockwell did an amazing job as usual. Uh, so always looking out for a good Sam Rockwell film. Um, let's see. I also watched Harriet, um, which was nominated for Best Lead Actress with Cynthia Evrio and uh, Best Original Song. Um, it was okay enough, you know, biopic. I mean, if you if you paid attention to um, you know, American history class, you knew who Harriet Tubman was and kind of her story. There were some elements of it, you know. Um I didn't realize that she had, she had believed that, you know, she had a uh preternatural prophetic, you know, uh visions. Um but it made sense. Um I don't know, it was it was a film. It didn't really stand out to me too much. Uh, and then finally, uh, my last film was uh, Breakthrough. Um, let's just say, you know, it was a movie. Um, I really wish that, you know, it had not been nominated for Best Original Song or that you could somehow get around watching the original song movies by just listening to the song. But no, here we are having to watch the whole movie. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I really don't like to talk too badly about films in general. So moving on, um, we also had, you know, the, you know, it's, this wasn't just me doing the, the Oscars death race. Shout out to, uh, Slide Astronomer 3 for his Oscar death race seat. Shout out to everyone in the community, the Discord, the subreddit, um, who participated. According to the official stats from, um, you know, from Side Astronomer, uh, 78 people participated in total, uh, with 44 completing the film, so over half. So good job to everyone, um, be it your first time uh, completing the race or, you know, you've done this before. Good job to you. Um, if you weren't able to get there last uh, at last minute this time, you know, I know that St. Louis Superman and Corpus Christi were kind of, you know, the big roadblocks for a lot of people, um, you know. Uh, still feel proud for how close you got and how far you're able to do. You know, you definitely watched more movies than most of the general movie audience had, probably more than some of the Academy voters did. Um, so you know, good job on whatever you were able to accomplish. I was planning on reading out all the names plus whoever I could find on the subreddit, but at 44 names, um, you know, that definitely would be a really long time. I don't think you're here to listen to me, you know, ramble on about you know just names of people doing it. So. 
give yourself a pat on the back for whatever you're able to accomplish. Uh, and I'll see you guys next year. Um, some fun stories uh, I got from the subreddit um, for the lengths people went to to complete their Oscars death race. I mentioned some from last week, um, but just some others. So Goth- user Gothenburg Town says that he organized a screening at the university even before the nominations come out for Corpus Christi, reaching out to the distributor. Um, you know, definitely a smart move given how hard it was for a lot of people to catch that until, you know, stuff hit the high seas. Um, however, there was, you know, apparently in the week before the screening, which is pretty much the week before the Oscars, um, apparently there was a lot of bureaucracy from student, you know, administrators, the student union about payments and, you know, copyright and all, all this bureaucracy as someone who organized a lot of events when I was in college. Definitely appreciate the work that went into that. Great job uh, for getting it done and, and pulling it through. Um, let's see. Uh, and Andres Garcia 102 um, said, not super crazy, but he reported he watched American Factory while in the shower because he didn't have enough time to finish it otherwise. Um, so, you know, definitely props to you for, for going out there. Hope that you weren't you didn't get water on anything uh, that shouldn't have gotten wet. Um, user Surna, uh, fin- uh, Sir Na, Sir S U R E Na N A H, so Sir Na, um, whatever, forget my pronunciation. Uh, finished with only about an hour and a half to spare. Um, they drove an hour uh, to the theater to watch Les Mis, Les Miserables, and then returned, drove back an hour home to finish the second half of Edge of Democracy that they had fallen asleep to the night before. So. For everyone who finished, you know, with I wonder what the closest someone has finished uh, before the Oscars. Um, you know, definitely some last day completions. I wonder if there was any last hour, or even last minute completions. Um, you know, let me know in the comments if that applies to you. Um, Ashley Fitzy and many others as well actually reported watching. Uh, so you know, a lot of theaters here had these uh, short documentaries, um, which is about a two hours in all, um, back to back to back to back, all five of them. Uh, and Saint Louis Superman, which I mentioned was the one that a lot of people had problem with, was the last film in that. So a lot of people ended up either sitting outside, um, standing outside until Saint Louis Superman came on, or like Ashley Ashley Fitzy. Um, just rewatched the two hours of the documentary sorts uh, before so that they could catch St. Louis Superman. So hope, hopefully you got something out of watching all of them the second time around. Um, and finally, uh, but mo- user but mostly tired, appropriate name, uh, bought airfare from Denver to New York City on a Wednesday so that they could go take a train to Stamford in Connecticut to catch Corpus Christi at the single showing it had at a film theater, 9.30 a.m. This was a couple weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, he ended up also being able to watch Les Miserables while in New York. So, yeah, we have people flying, you know, across the country to, to kind of catch these. So, um you know, props again uh, to everyone who, in whatever lengths you went to, be it scouring the internet or just or literally flying across, you know, the country to to get this. Um, so yeah, a little bit of an Oscars post mortem. Um, so how did I do uh, compared, you know, compared to what actually panned out? So out of the twenty four categories, I actually got nineteen correct, um, which I feel pretty good about. Um, you know, I I said that nineteen seventeen and four versus Ferrari would split the sound categories which i was correct so i don't know if you want to count that as, as correct or not if i didn't specify which one but i'll count it um i only whiffed on one completely i thought avengers would win best visual effects but apparently not it ended up going to 1917 um i don't know 
looking at how the Irisman didn't actually win anything, really, I really was actually that Irisman had gotten visual effects, if not um, Avenger. So, you know, um, at the very least, you know, Scorsese got out with a with a, a praise from uh, Bong Joon-ho, which I, find, I think I would take over on Oscar, quite frankly. Um, and then of the four that I missed, uh, other four that I missed, uh, they were all films where I had you know, went with my head and said another film would win, but my heart was rooting for another one, and I actually, you know, got it. Correct. So live action sort. Um, I had predicted that Brotherhood would win, but it ended up going to Neighbor's Window. I've heard people say that this wasn't their favorite, that, you know, it's usually the English language film that ends up winning, which I can see. Um, I just personally really enjoyed this film just because uh, it's very Brooklyn, very New York, and that's something I can relate to. Um, and then the other three, uh, Original Screenplay, uh, Best Director, and Best Picture, as you also know by now, hopefully. Spoilers. Uh, Parasite took home, which I'm super stoked about. This is, I'm definitely a Parasite stand. They ended up, you know, getting, uh, f- what's it, four out of those six nominations. Um, you know, totally okay with Ford versus Ferrari taking home editing and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood taking home production. Um, yeah, I, I think actually... Thinking, looking at this list now, I actually think the only one to come away of the best picture nominees to come away without a award is the Irisman, unless I'm missing something here. Um, so yeah, but yeah, Parasite definitely overperformed. Um, beat out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for best screenplay. Beat out Sam Mendes for best director. Love Bong Joon Ho's feats. Um, and then best picture, um, taking it home and making history as the first. Uh, foreign language film, non-English foreign language film to uh, take home the Oscar. So, you know, applause for them. Um, okay, so what's next, you know? Um, I mean, you know, the Oscar death race for 2020 is done. Uh, am I going to do this again for 2021? Yeah, definitely. I think I definitely really enjoyed um, watching all of these movies, films that even if I didn't enjoy them, at least at the very least I could point to why I didn't like them and ended up uh, being able to talk about why. Um, for future films and film comparison, which just makes me a better, I guess, scholar of the art. Um, so in terms of this podcast, um, keep an eye out on this feed, stay subscribed, tell your friends about it to subscribe. Um, I'll probably start up again in December, like I did this year, looking at the uh, best picture nominees as predicted by goldderby.com uh, and trying to watch them. You know, I'm already well over... 20, I'm at 25-ish movies for the year so far. My goal is 100. I'm definitely going to suit past that. So hopefully, you know, I can, you know, watch a lot of the likely Oscar contenders ahead of time. Um, you know, for anyone interested, here are like kind of my hot takes. There are obviously a lot of films out there um, coming out this year. I'm not going to talk about all of them. But the ones I'm probably going to be watching, regardless of if they're going to be in the Oscar death race or not, um, Into the Heights. Um, and these are the ones I think might get Oscars Into the Heights by Lin Manuel Miranda um, and John Chu. Um, Dune, Dennis Villanueva. Um, that's a stacked cast. I would not be surprised if we got a lot of uh, acting noms there. Um, Tenet uh, for, by Christopher Nolan. Um, Respect, uh, Aretha Franklin biopic for Jennifer Hudson. Probably going to get, I can see, a, a Best Actress nominee there. Um, Last Night in Soho being an Edgar Wright film um so you know looking forward to that one it's a bit of horror though so i don't know if horror you know it, it, it's kind of rough on the oscars to be a horror film um the cohen or one of the cohen bros i forget which one is doing a retelling of macbeth um so i could see maybe an adapted screenplay maybe some acting ones there um onward and soul are 
two Pixar films coming out this year. So they are double dipping, I guess, uh, into Best Animated Feature. Um, Minari. So this one is actually the audience favorite from um, Sundance. Um, starring Steven Yuen. Um, you know, so I could see this... I don't know, maybe original screenplay, maybe um, maybe best actor. Um, we'll see. Um, Sundance actually hasn't been super great about getting feature films into um, into the Oscars. Um, the Farewell was one of the favorites this year, and unfortunately, as you know, they didn't they didn't make it. But you know, maybe the fact that Stephen Yuen, who uh, the Burning, which he was in, got shortlisted for South for um, international film for South Korea last year. Um, so, you know, people are looking good things at Steven Yuen and maybe people, you know, a little backlash about Farewell not making it. Maybe that's going to come through and, and help uh, Minari get through. Um, Wonder Woman 1984, Eternals, you know, could be special effects, hair and makeup. Um, Godzilla versus Kong, maybe, for special effects. Um, Ryan the Last Dragon, another Disney film um, about Southeast Asia, or inspired by Southeast Asia, uh, I think is coming out this year. So that could be another animated feature film. Um, and actually, there's rumors that for the 2020 Olympics, Miyazaki will have another film, hopefully released by them, called "How Do You Live." So if Miyazaki's back, you know that definitely bodes well. That bodes well. Maybe anime might actually get some respect this year. Um, you know, other than that, um, you know, just pay attention. I guess if you're you know new to this, pay attention to what comes out of Venice, out of Cannes, out of the Toronto International Film Festival, and the New York Film Festival um, to see you know what likely films are there. Um, oh, and also Sundance. While I said they didn't have a great rep- great track record so far for best pick for feature films. Um, they actually had a lot of the documentaries this year came out of Sundance. So um, the two leading ones so far, I think, for the world is Epicenter, which is about Cuba, and Boys State for the for the U.S. documentary about you know this um, high school program, uh, you know, with state governments. So that might be you know maybe checking those out if they happen to come by your area. Anyway, I'll, I, as I, as I said, you know, the Oscars Death Face podcast will continue. Uh, at the end of this year and into next year. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Other than that, um, where else will you be able to hear me? Well, uh, let's see. So, you know, I kind of started this project as a way for me to get in the habit of creating content on a weekly, regular basis, um, as well as also a way for me to force me to watch more movies than I haven't otherwise. I always thought if you want to create good content, you need to consume good content. So that's what this podcast is about. But that kind of has led me to really wanting to continue podcasting in general, especially about movies. So I have two projects in the works, um, a little bit about them. Uh, one, uh, we have um, something I'm tentatively calling Box Office Watch, might be under the name Box Office Numbers, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but you know, in addition to enjoying watching uh, you know, just movies in general, I also like tracking how well movies are doing, even though I end up not watching the film how well they do or, or how poorly they do. So for example, if I were to do, so I would want to do a podcast about, you know, how movies are doing at the box office. Because frankly, in today's capitalistic society, how well a movie does is going to, you know, dictate a lot of, you know, whether, frankly, films that have good box office may get a little boost, um, you know, at when it comes to famil- name familiarity if, if the Academy has seen the film. So, um you know, there'll be a box office 
uh, podcast where I talk about basic concept of how to track the box office, what a week over week drop is like, you know, the importance of the international versus domestic split. Maybe if I were doing it, you know, this week I would talk about how um, the Harley Quinn movie, Birds of Prey, isn't doing so hot. Or maybe a little bit ago, I would have talked about how, you know, uh, the box office um, industry is looking to maybe have a billion dollar loss this year um, due to China shutting down all of its theaters over New Year, New Year's, uh, the Lunar New Year um, because of the coronavirus. You know, when the Lunar New Year makes up over 10% of their, you know, domestic or their, from their perspective, domestic take home each year. So, yeah, um, that's something to look forward to. And in addition to that, uh, another podcast I'll probably be releasing toward the end of the month um, is essentially a movie book club um, I'm calling uh, Filmography in Focus. Um, it's a movie podcast where I'm going to be talking about directors, um, franchises, and genres and looking at the filmography behind you know those different groups and figuring out you know what are the themes, the motifs, the techniques, um, the style of each you know director or franchise you know the hallmarks um, to better understand these films you know like I had, had alluded to before I haven't seen a lot of Scorsese films I haven't seen a lot of Tarantino films I don't know if I've seen any Wes Anderson films or Coen Brother films um, I know they have a great reputation but you know I want to see them for myself so you know I'm going to probably want it's going to be a monthly podcast where I talk about each director or franchise or genre in depth with a you know list of films that I'm super that I'm going to be using as kind of the filmography their filmography. So um, you know, early episodes that I'm thinking about for director, maybe do all of Bong Joon Ho's films just because um he just won Best Picture or do all the Tarantino films. Um, you know, we have a new Bond film coming out um, in April and I believe the Fast and Furious movie coming out in May. Um, I haven't seen any of those movies so let me watch all like as many Bond films as I can and as many Fast and the Furious movies as I can. Um, kind of a mini death race in a sense. And you know, we have uh, Godzilla versus King Kong coming out later this year and then, you know, this past year we have we had the Irishman, which is like a take on the gangster genre, which I've never seen stuff for. So, you know, gangster mobsters. So, you know, watch historically significant gangster mobster movies or historically significant kaiju movies. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, the first episode will come out by the end of the month. Um, the episode will be for Makoto Shinkai, director of Your Name. Um, so if you want to, you know, watch ahead and, uh, and join me in this mini book club, I'm going to be watching... Uh, all of his films, um, his feature films, and then I think almost all of his short films. Um, so, you know, the feature films are play, The Place Promised in Our Early Days, Five Centimeters Per Second, Children Who Lace, Who Chase Lost Voices, Garden of Worlds, of Words, sorry, Garden of Words, Your Name, and Weathering of You, as well as his various sorts such as Seeing Her Cat and Voices of a Distant Star. Um, if you follow me on Letterboxd, I have a list set up there uh, with all of the films that will be covered in the first episode. Um, and finally, kind of in that line of thought, you know, this isn't me personally, but if you follow the Oscars Death Race subreddit, um, you know, the, the mods there, uh, read my S word and, uh, and Slide Astronomer 3 um, have started a new subreddit uh, called, I believe, Movies Death Race, Movies Death Race, where they're going to be talking about, uh, you know, doing mini death race of different, min different death races throughout the year. Um, you know, I 
proposed in one of the po- posts on the subreddit, we should do Korean New Wave films. So in addition to Bong Joon-ho's films, there are a lot of other great Korean directors out there, you know, and, and a lot of great films. Um, Old Boy, um, The Handmaiden, um, Train to Busan, um, uh, Burning, um, which I mentioned earlier this episode, um, you know, by various directors. So, you know, maybe we can do that. Some people have suggested doing, you know, uh, Roger Ebert's, you know, great films uh, list, or maybe going through all of the best picture winners over the last 92 years. I mean, if you already saw Parasite, you're, you're one down, so only 91 more to go. Um, but yeah, you know, definitely give that give them a subreddit, a subscribe, a subscribe to that subreddit to follow along, join the Discord, um, if if that's something that you're interested in doing. So yeah, that's kind of the future for the Death Race for now. Um, and with that, let's wrap up the episode. I know this is a quick one, but frankly, you know, there's not a lot to talk about. So, um, you know, it's all a movie and the podcast is all about timing and getting it to be exactly as long as it needs to be. So with that, some special thanks. Uh, again, thanks to Slide Astronomy 3, for which the Oscars Death Race community tracking seat and website. Um, definitely been super helpful in making this podcast and giving this, you know, Death Race a sense of community. Um, special thanks to user D Gappa, also known as Dakota Arsenal of the Contra Zoom podcast. Um, I actually, you know, just uh, had a little bit of a talk with him just before recording this. So, you know, that episode comes out weekly, I believe. Um, you know, give him a subscribe, a follow along there. Um, he's, I believe this week he's going to be doing, a um, an Oscars recap podcast himself with somebody else. So, um, so it'd be a good time. Uh, again, thanks for all the support and commenting on my episode posts. Um, you know, thanks to goldberry.com and the Oscars death Race subreddit for information, you know, where to find movies, what movies are likely going to be best picture and so on. Um, shout out to the IFC center and to my AMC a list subscription. Um, it's been a real, uh, real treat and, you know, definitely going to be watching a lot more coming up. Uh, also the Angelica film center here in New York. Um, and finally, thanks to you, the listener, for following along on this, you know, as I said, personal project of mine. It's really just, you know, it's about for me to just create content for, my, for myself that I would enjoy. And hopefully you've enjoyed it, too. So I uh, hope to catch you when I follow up on uh, more podcast podcasts in the future. Keep tuned to this feed for announcements on, on where and when you can subscribe to those other feeds. Um, and finally, uh, shout out to Kevin MacLeod, the composer of our intro and outro music. You can find more of his stuff at incompetech.filmmusic.io. And I haven't mentioned this before, but th- shout out to uh, photographer Engin Akyurt, E-N-G-I-N-A-K-Y-U-R-T, um, for the uh, episode um, image. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at his name, at Engin accurate uh and yeah this has been uh the oscars death race podcast we're in over to the final credits roll and for the 2019 2020 oscars death race season those final credits have rolled so uh, till next time keep it funky and keep watching, having a good time watching movies guys bye <laughs>